and oh, what's up, y'all, and welcome to Leadership with Latoya for Leaders on the Grow. I'm excited to have a mentor, colleague, friend, an incredible leader here with us today, Mike Patrick. Um, I think today when we finish talking together, you're going to have some really incredible tools for your toolbox uh, to put into use to grow yourself as a leader. Mike, I'm so glad to have you on the show. How are you this morning? Latoya, doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, I want to start by just um, letting you introduce yourself and, and kind of give people the background of how I came to meet you on my leadership journey and what you do and, and who your organization is and how you support education. Well, uh, you know, my name is Mike Patrick. Uh, with Millican and Company, we are based in Spartanburg, South Carolina. We're uh, one of the largest textile companies in the world. We've been in business since 1865. I love telling people when we started as a company, uh, Abraham Lincoln was president. So we've been around a long, long time. Uh, I've been, I'm in my 41st year at Millican. I came right out of Clemson University to Millican. I was in manufacturing for a year, and I've been in uh, sales ever since in our floor covering business, commercial floor covering business. And we sell to uh, corporations. Uh, we sell to sports teams, universities, K-12, etc. And I actually head up our education sales for North America, which obviously is U.S. and Canada. And I've been in this role for the past seven years. Uh, and I spend a good bit of my time working with uh, school leaders uh, in the whole area around transformational leadership. Spent a lot of time doing that, really becoming thought partners with school districts and universities across the country. Well, Mike, um, you know, I know in York School District 1, we're incredibly proud to have Milliken as a partner Um in the floor covering uh, work in our schools to help us create the kind of environment that inspires both students and teachers uh, to create quality learning experiences um, for our for our children. So we're very thankful for our partnership with Milliken. Over the years, I've heard you speak numerous times, but one of the things that I'm always incredibly moved by is when you tell a story about why and how Milliken survived the um, collapse of the textile industry when when many other textile companies folded and you always point it back to leadership so if you had to point to what was the most critical lesson in that in terms of leadership what would you share well i think the biggest thing is you know when you think about organizations and, it, and we're talking about any type of organization whether it's a school district textile company uh church organization you name it uh, you know the organizations are nothing more than a collection of people Forget bricks and mortar, okay? It's the, it's the people that come together as, you know, as individuals that make up these organizations. And if you really look at what differentiates an average organization from a good organization from a great organization, and you can use a sports analogy, you know, why are some sports programs consistent winners? Uh, is, is it because they got different equipment? No, they use the same equipment. It's the same game. They're playing the same game. But it's the people come together. And I think when you, when you really work on your culture, and I think what we learned in the textile industry, what most organizations do, Latoya, is they really focus on their strategic plan, but their culture is a mess. Okay, so that plan will never get off the ground. You've got to get your culture right first. And we had, we were very fortunate at Milliken. Roger Milliken, who was our third generation leader, Mr. Milliken passed away back in 2010 at age 95, but he led our company for over 60 years. It really has gotten the company to where it is today. And what he realized was that management's the problem and that we've got to make sure that we've got leaders that understand the, the value of culture and the value of ownership and 
over is giving people the ownership to go out and do their job and have fun doing what they do. And, you know, we have a saying at Milliken that if it's not fun, it's work. People don't like to go to work. They like to have fun doing what they do. And so if you can create an environment where you enjoy what you do, you're passionate about your work and what you do, uh, you're really going to come together as a team and work together. And that's what we've accomplished at Milliken. And it's, it's really has served us well over the last uh, 30, 40 years into where we are today. And then what happens when you start facing adversity, things like going through a pandemic or you're facing a, an economic pandemic where the whole industry is going away, uh, that's when teams come together and really rise to the top. And that's what's happened here in our company. You know, Mike, I've heard you several times talk about culture and how important it is in, in setting that foundation. But with that culture comes a set of core values, right? How you do business within your organization, what are the allowable interactions and the non-negotiables. So when I think about that, I have to think about, you know, we're indoctr- we're, we're uh, initiating new members into our organization all the time. We bring them in, we do an employee orientation. Well, talk to me about how, how do you or other leaders in your organization communicate Milliken's core values? Well, I think what, what we do is, you know, it's, it's, we use an analogy like the building a house, okay? And if you're going to build a house, it's going to stand the test of time. You know, it must have a strong foundation. And so our foundation is based on our value system. And our number one value within a company is 100% total integrity. So we've got a foundation built on total trust, okay? Now, that's not for everybody, but... Most people want to be part of, of, of an organization. They want to be part of anything where trust is, is evident and is, is abounding everywhere. And so we always start there. So that's really the foundation, Latoya. So if you have trust, in other words, if I work for you and I totally trust you as, as my leader, well, I'm going, I'm going to really, I'm going to move mountains for you. And then the other thing is, is that we build a caring organization. In other words, we care, we truly care about our people. Okay. You can't fake that. You either care about your people or you don't. So when you truly care about your people, you care about their families, and it's all wrapped around trust, then anything else, I mean, it's just, it's a piece of cake. And it sounds simple, but you know what? It really is simple. Uh, We try to dumb things down. People don't follow complicated things. They follow simple things. But when you can create an environment where you created a happy place, people want to be happy. They want to enjoy life because every day is a journey. We want to enjoy the daily journey. And, yeah, you know, it's a grind out here, and we have to go and do it. But we spend most of our waking days, you know, hours working. You know, we're, as we go to the teaching school, we're, we're, we're selling. We're, whatever the, the profession we're in, but how, why don't we just create a, an environment where people are happy? You know what? When they do that, they don't want to leave. And that's really been the key to what we've been able to do. So when people come into work at Milton, uh, as a new associates, uh, a new associate, we have a program called our Link Program, and it's really a, it's a it's an orientation. It's a two week orientation where we basically uh, uh, orientate them to everything we do as a company. We talk about our culture, we show it, we walk around the facilities, and we have breakout sessions. And you know what, Latoya, that's just the beginning. That's the orientation, and then it becomes a way of life and how we do things within the organization. And you know, we have a saying: just 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 be true to who we are. Yeah. Just be true to who we are. Yeah. That's what we that's what we try to do every day. I've I've always been incredibly impressed uh 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 the way you all uh, 
you know, logistically um, and, and strategically bring people into your organization and ensure that your culture is something that folks quickly uh, understand and attain and adapt to. Um, but I have to ask you for, you know, all the years of leadership experiences, leadership experience that you have, all the different leaders you've worked with, you know, what's the one behavior that you've seen derail more new leaders than any other? Um, well, probably, uh, you know, I'd say uh, really more about the, the me than the we. Mm. Uh, if you've got a leader that comes in, it's all about him or herself. And you know, you see, you and I see people all the time, right? Right. Uh, they're, they're everywhere. And they come in, it's what happens. Somebody, when you get promotion, you know, I don't care if you're promoted to a principal, school superintendent, national sales manager, you know, a partner in an architecture firm, what have you. A lot of times it goes to people's head and they sit there and they think, man, this is, this is all about me. And what happens when you become that leader, your people under you are looking at you and they, they're looking for direction and leadership and, and those types of things. There's two types of leaders. Okay. There's ones that just care about me and there's ones that care about the week. And so we want leaders that care about their people. Okay. That they're not worried about themselves because if you take care of your people, your people will take care of you. Absolutely. And so that is so, so important. And that's really, when we see leaders that fail, it's because they don't recognize the importance and really don't recognize the value of truly caring about their people. They're too preoccupied about just caring for themselves. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And uh, for as much as some folks like to give the word uh, servant leadership lip service, it's really about what we do every day. Uh, and if we are doing the work of service, then we probably don't have to do the lip service. So, Mike, I always like to ask folks that I interview for the podcast, what's something you're reading or you have read that has really helped you on your leadership journey that you might recommend for other folks who are really interested in growing themselves to be the absolute best leader they can be? Well, I think uh, one of the books we read a long time ago that uh, really kind of established our transformation journey at Milliken that really saved us in a dying U.S. textile industry is the book Quality is Free by Phil Crosby. Uh, and in that book, he talks about the cost of non-performance uh, in typical U.S. companies is about 8 to 12% of sales, which simply means doing things wrong the first time. And that if you could do things right the first time, uh, you know, where would that 10 to 12 or 8 to 12% go? It goes straight to your bottom line. I think the real message there as a leader is that uh, and those little things, by the way, LaToya, those little things lead to big things. So as a leader, if you can really get your people back to what we were saying a few minutes ago in a happy place where they really enjoy what they're doing and where they have ownership of the process. In other words, as an example, in the school market, and you know, we know a lot of teachers across the country have lost their voice in the classroom, as an example. They don't feel like they have ownership of their classroom. But the districts where they do have ownership of their classroom, I promise you they're paying much more attention to detail and they're not dropping that ball, not fumbling the ball, if you will, and having to go back and do things the second, the third, or fourth time. And so that's really a, a book that I'd recommend. It's been around for a long time, and you can order it on Amazon, what have you, and it's, it's, it's in paperback. And I, I'd strongly recommend getting that. Uh, it's one that I'd, I'd strongly recommend. The second one will be going good to great. Many folks have read that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also one called uh, you know, Leading in Chaos, which uh, a lot of school officials, you know, it's, it's, uh, we talk about being you know, lonely at the top. And uh, that's another good read as well. 
Well, thank you so much, Mike, for being on the podcast. I have to tell you, for as many times as I, as I have heard you speak, I always learn something from listening to you. I'm so thankful that to have met leaders like you on my leadership journey who inspire me to be the absolute best leader I can be. Uh, so until next time, folks, be you, be true, be a hope builder. This is Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Grow.